Welcome to Total Health Recovery from Addiction to Super Health with your host, Sadhu Khalsa. One of the problems with treating addiction is that the medical profession doesn't try to help treat the root cause of the addiction, only the symptoms and behavior. It's time to look at addiction treatment from a new perspective. We'll discuss treatments and ideas that actually work. It just takes a different sort of understanding. Now, here is Sadhu Khalsa. Good afternoon. This is our second program that we're doing, and I have a very good friend who is my guest for this afternoon. His name is Dr. Kalsa. I've known him for 40 years. He was my first yoga teacher, and we have kept in contact over many, many years. And Dr. Kalsa is a psychotherapist, teacher, and writer, and is a world-recognized expert in the science and technology of Kundalini Yoga. He is a business consultant, therapist, MIT instructor, and director of a large community of yoga practitioners. Today, he is a leading expert in Kundalini Yoga and meditation, <clears throat> and his passion for teaching this ancient form of yoga ensures that through his work, he is able to continue <clears throat> assisting people <clears throat> in, excuse me, in great numbers. <clears throat> so like the new news, Dr. Kalsa, and we're going to talk about the science of Kundalini Yoga and how it's been instrumental in helping so many people worldwide who have addiction and mental health issues. I'd like to now introduce Dr. Kalsa, and he'll give an introduction himself of how he started in this and his work and what the applications are. Dr. Kalsa, it's all yours. Well, thank you, Sadhu. It's uh, nice to hear your voice and to see you continuing the uh, continual work you do to help people in uh, addictions and prisons and all of that. Your, uh, your heart is bright. I'm glad to participate. Uh, as far as myself, uh, yeah, I'm a counselor and a mentor. That's true. Uh, I've, uh, I'm also an affiliated scholar at Chapman University, and I work in a project uh, looking at uh, quantum theory, actually, physics, quantum physics, and how it might apply to uh, perception and basically how everything is connected in the universe and how. And I mention that because uh, you say, how did I get into this? Uh, the short version would be, it really starts <laughs> from two things, two motivations. Uh, a passion that started really young with me to just explore the nature of nature with science. I just wanted to know. <laughs> and then second, I had an equally strong passion uh, of a love for people and the constant surprise, the amazing potentials and abilities that I found in everyone. So our ability to create, to share, and to be resilient in the face of challenge and stress. Um, now, I realized, as far as addictions go, that uh, I, I've had to face it when I was in college and I saw some of my good friends, I was in a top college, engineers, this kind of thing, and yet drugs were around and there was constant uh, pain. It would be brilliant, and yet they'd slide into depression, uh, dysfunctional uh, psychedelic use, different kinds of addictions. So I realized that intelligence was no barrier to it, that it's a, a kind of problem that comes up for everyone. And so just out of the pain, I guess, and impact on my friends, my colleagues, uh, it gave my heart pain, you know, and, and said, okay, and it was perplexing. So uh, I started working with a psychiatrist in the college uh, to help treat people. And, and actually, he was very good. And there's a, now a center named after him for counseling that serves students yeah, in that college. So it was a good start. And I had one other earlier uh, thing that made me curious, because in high school, actually, I did this uh, internship at a primate research center. And we, we looked at the ways uh, that uh, regular dr uh, drug use, uh, particularly psychedelics, uh, seemed to change the shapes and form of DNA in people and primates. So I had this uh, early introduction both through friends and seeing the pain, and I, I just know that every person is this incredibly bright, unique self. And uh, basically what I noticed was that uh, drug use was often kind of a dead end. It went to places that they didn't anticipate. 
And uh, there was, in all the, all the different drugs that people used, uh, other than the immediate effects, right? Psychedelia, yeah. uh, interest, excitement, all the different things that uh, individual drugs can do, there was nonetheless a, a certain commonality, which was the gradual covering of their sense of self, their ability to make decisions, distortion and emotion. It was like a slow fog from the ocean had come in. And so now, you know, the fog is very uh, dense and they're kind of wandering around. They stumble a little bit. They don't exactly know who they're with. So the whole thing of relations and everything would go down. Now, short term, of course, uh, when you get a bunch of dopamine going and you're feeling stimulated and your confidence is up for a while, but then nature of addiction is you start really seeking that because the whole chemistry in the body and the brain change gradually and then you can't can't get back to this thing that really makes you feel the aliveness of being alive so you start acting a little more automatic and uh and then there's all sorts of social factors you get ashamed of it you don't know you're doing it or you get ashamed of it or it's kept a secret and then you get all kinds of uh, difficulties that come from it. So when I went to uh, grad school in, uh, in counseling and, and therapies uh, at Boston University, I worked with the uh, BU drug program and, and a methadone clinic. And it was a little depressing, actually, <laughs> because it was like, here, take this drug and go here. And then the nurses were all burned out because there was never enough support, right? And they start saying things like, all right, the animals are coming. How do we control the fights, you know? And that just rended my heart. I said, oh. no, 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 stop that. This is, this is burnout. So first I taught meditation for burnout. <laughs> and and uh, pretty soon uh, we were, I and two other people, started putting in a program where we had meditation, uh, group meditation, uh, individual counseling, uh, acupuncture, uh, a few other things, most of which were looked on uh, like, well, yeah, we have a room, yeah, you can do it. But even in the very difficult conditions and the limited conditions there, uh, we more than more than doubled the uh, non-recidivism rate. And so, you know, I've been sensitive to that. I've worked with you, actually, in the early programs. So I didn't focus my whole career on addictions, but I was extremely... Uh, I recognize the impact, you know, and now, oh my God, the, the opioid uh, things and yes. fentanyl and the amount of deaths is huge. Every, I think it was, what was it, 375 every day or something. Yes, yes. yes it's, it's incredible. So it's important to bring all resources on board. So the way I tend to help, uh, other than helping in design programs and the use of meditation is is I have an orientation, like you said in your introduction. We have to have a new look at it. Um, I'm pretty holistic in the sense, like if we have to use, uh, you know, psychiatric drugs or whatever people come up with or uh, genetic analysis to find out the precursors uh, that we could give people to have the brain catch up with us, I'm all for that. That's fine. But the piece that I put in and have worked with, I might just say it's, it's the ability to recover the self. It's yeah. the ability to, you know, you, like you use uh, some drugs, you get dopamine, a very powerful uh, drug in one part of our brain. And it, you know, it makes you <laughs> want to do more. It yes. gives a positive pleasure. It's like, this is good stuff, this brain chemical that I got going here. But then the problem is the body is very smart, as is everything in your brain. And it notices that, hey, I suddenly have 10 times the amount of dopamine flooding in. And so it self-regulates. And so then when you stop it, then suddenly it's, it's been sending out signals that suppress the dopamine because it's over, you know, it's flooded with it, you know, tsunami of dopamine. Yeah. So as soon as you cut that down, you suddenly find yourself uh, flat. Yes. You know, out of touch, can't sense yourself. Your senses go down and you immediately want to uh, pick up automatic behaviors to just, you know, get back to even, you know, somewhere near normal. Yeah. So it's a, it's a pretty strong uh, addictive signal. So my approach is and was, you know, with a few simple things like meditation and some exercise that goes with it, you can self-stimulate. 
And that self-stimulation is very strong, but it's not just one little fragment, you know, one chemical hitting one circuit. It's sort of talking to the whole body, bringing in all of the parts into communication like a whole. So you're more, uh, it's what I call somatic intelligence. The whole body starts waking up, communicating and getting a new stability. And suddenly you go, oh, all right, I feel like I'm here. The noise cuts down from your mind, from the automatic uh, circuits. And so we have fancy names for that. You know, we gain emotional self-regulation. We have metacognition. We can start looking at ourselves while we're thinking. We notice what our mind's doing. So in meditation, it puts you in a place to notice all the stuff going on, all the different feelings, even the intense ones. Find a kind of still point in that. And then notice that where is that emotion going? Where is that drive going? And uh, one of the things that happens with many drugs is that uh, different areas of the brain get disconnected from other areas. Let's put it that way. So to make a decision to understand abstractly, like at a larger level, uh, something, you need areas in the frontal cortex, prefrontal cortex, and so on. And so if you don't have that, uh, you you think that uh, the tree that you're looking at is the whole forest. There, <laughs> yes. There's nothing else but this tree, you know. And the more you take the drug, the tree looks so much bigger. And so the whole is completely forgotten. So it's like, uh, it, well, even in, in eating, it could be any phenomenon, but say eating, uh, you can see this one thing and you you fight the force of the temptation or the urge or the automatic behavior. Well, if you only fight the force of that, uh, it's all about that struggle. Then you try this and you try that and you get it sort of clear, but the automatic behavior is still in there, right? The the habit, right? So you can't see, oh, I am a healthy eater. I am a healthy living being. That sense of self and what's truly important in your heart has been obscured both by an experience and by habits that are left over, not just your Dr. Kossel, hold that thought. We have a a commercial break coming up in just a few seconds. Go for uh, it. We'll do it, and we'll be back in one minute. Thank you so much, and hold on. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Wellness Inventory is the original and proven whole person approach. This online program offers dynamic, interactive tools for improving personal well-being. You determine your wellness priorities through an initial whole person assessment of all aspects of your life and then create small, smart steps based on those priorities to move towards optimal health and well-being and live life more fully. Sign up for your holistic assessment with Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com slash wellness-inventory or call 505-310-1340. The Total Health Recovery Program has created what it considers to be the most effective 21-day residential treatment program in the world. The THRP treatment model brings together the best from the healing arts science and aligns itself with the highest spiritual universal laws and principles. THRP can determine the intensity, duration, and frequency of treatments. Contact Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com or call 505-310-1340. TotalHealthRecovery.com The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You 
You're tuned in to Total Health Recovery, from addiction to super health, with Sadhu Khalsa. To reach our program today, call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to sadhu.khalsa at gmail.com. Now, back to Total Health Recovery. Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to Voice America, the Health and Wellness Channel. We're talking with Dr. Kalsa, and we're talking about how do you get to super health from addiction? And during the hour, we'll touch on that as he'll go, go through that. And like I said at the very beginning of the first show, there's an end to how sick you can get, that's death. But there's no end to how well you can get. And that's we want to focus our energy and our health and, and uh, healing for individuals who are suffering from mental health and drug addiction problems. Back to Dr. Costa. Thank you. Yeah, that's sad. Okay, so we're saying that uh, when one part, when you look at one part of you, and then you feel like you're in a battle with something. So it's like fighting uh, this drug or fighting shame that you feel or fighting this one behavior. And so it's good to address those things. But if you really want to sustain, if you really want uh, kind of a surprisingly easier path as you go through the fog and become totally whole, is we have to not just fight the part, but engage the whole. So we can approach it with the power that radiates from the wholeness when everything is connected, when your different brain parts are kicked back in. So like when you use one drug in one area, let's say the uh, limbic system, that gives you clarity of emotions and the ability to even know where you're going, right? Or the prefrontal cortex that lets you think and sort of step back and say, what am I doing? What's up here? You know, uh, where is where is it I'm going? And that has to occur uh, at the same moment that you are making uh, little small decisions, little temptations, right? So you just think of the whole trend of something that helps you to call on the power of wholeness where everything is connected even unconsciously with you versus purely fighting the forces that seem to be pulling you because at the force level in your experience it's like well i'm blocked i need i need more force or i need more drugs or i need more something once you start learning the in and outs of some basic things easy things some meditation uh, you realize there's a clarity that comes and suddenly you have a whole different set of choices so here's the one choice you were fighting, like a battle, and now suddenly you have 15 choices. You don't feel blocked, or I have to, or I'm condemned to this, or you know, it's because I am uh, somehow basically uh, flawed and broken. Mm-hmm. And so the brokenness goes away, the choices increase. And look, simple example, you're in the movie line and you know, with your date, and then somebody just steps on your new shoes, you know? And then you have an immediate impulse. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, what, you know, it's my shoes. What are you doing? And then you look down and, and, you know, and you're filled with emotion and you feel almost compelled to do something. Yell or, <laughs> you know, talk to my lawyer. I want new shoes. <laughs> All kinds of strategies. And then as you happen to look down while well, your date is kind of a gasp, oh, wait, hold on. You look over, oh, he's got a white cane. Mm-hmm. And you suddenly realize he's blind. And then suddenly your anger goes away. And then you have a whole different set of things you could say because the entire frame shifted, right? Yes. So this is a core capacity. You can call it construal, the ability to see a thing stepping on the shoes and then seeing it in a larger context, a little more abstract in a sense, a little larger context, not just the stepping, oh, but this is a relation, oh, and this is who that person is or is behaving, and you have a totally different force going on. The force suddenly drops. So in that same sense, it's one of our key capacities when we're well. Wellness is the ability to sense the whole and the part that you're focused on, and then do this thing called be aware. So, and I have one course that I, I'm enjoying right now. Just call it Wise Choices. And I say it's when you align the instincts with 
the intelligence, with the intuition, through awareness. So awareness is that when I'm all whole and I'm aware of where I am, I feel my instincts. In fact, I have more awareness of instincts, more awareness of feelings and passions and aliveness. I have more impressions of the whole with intuition. And yet I'm aware. And awareness, you know, you mentioned that, yes, that's true. I was head of the Kundalini School worldwide for some time. And uh, awareness is in yoga called Kundalini. So Kundalini yoga was the type we did. And it said, if you can cultivate the sense of self and the unique self, and you're simultaneously aware of the whole context, the whole forest, and a specific tree that you happen to be walking by, and who you are, like how is that tree and that forest relevant to you in your unique awake self? So that's called path. So in a sense, good yoga and good treatment, you come in and somebody is clouded over. They've gotten lost. They're doing their lost self even with good uh, contributions through their work, uh, good loves. But you see people who get in various drugs do really uh, upsetting things and harmful things to those they love. From little things like stealing money to this, like going off with different betrayals and relations, you know, make a long list, right? But it's like they're walking without knowing where they are. That's the lost self. So real recovery that sustains, I realized, is to increase our capacity to clear our window, see the forest, you know, the whole context, what's going on immediately. So I know where I am. I'm in a desert, I'm in a forest, I'm with friends, I'm with whatever. When that's not there, the addict will act in a way as if, you know, they're oblivious to the context. You know, they go and do things that are not wise in terms of their heart, where Ten years from now, they look back at what they did and they said, yep, that was me. It was hard going forward, and yet it was part of my path. I learned. I, I rose to the challenge. And they know the difference between wandering trails in a forest to picking the trail that's actually their path that will let them learn and express who they really are. So it, it's a level that... A lot of times we don't talk about because it seems a little, you know, what do you believe and is is it woo-woo, you know, is it too distraught that way? But we got good evidence in in research that when you can switch the mind to include this, you know, this construal and larger thing, that your choices are much better and the force of the addiction drops. So we know that's part of it. Well, where does yoga come in? Well, get that back, you got to kick in that frontal brain a little bit because it's been on vacation. And so there's a lot of different meditations. There's not just sitting and being mindful. There's a lot of different meditations that help recover the integration with that frontal brain area, the integration with the limbic system. It is kind of a whole brain thing. And uh, there's some really beautiful, powerful things. You know, if you wanted to begin with that from a yoga point of view, you have a feeling of energy and life and communication between uh, your whole body and different parts. And if you change your breathing just a little bit, you get immediate powerful changes in a whole body. So I did research on something called heart rate variation. How does the heart jump up and down and fast? And what pattern does it do? And we can see that by changing a breath ratio from, say, four parts in and one part out to four parts in and eight parts out, little. The body is really alert. It wants to breathe. And if you interrupt your breath, even the smallest way, the body immediately starts adapting and saying, hey, what's up? And then each breath can be thought of like music because it has rhythm, it has tone. And if you put on jazz, you put on some good country, you put on uh, you know, popular music, mm-hmm. your mood changes, your, your movement, your body changes. So think of it, think of good meditation that includes the body, the breath, some attention, some rhythm. It's like changing music channels. So one of the one of the good great change agents is just your nose. Just the way you breathe can change your state of being and your emotions. That's right. Because if you affect the base nervous system first, sympathetic and parasympathetic, and then you continue to expand uh 
let's call it the, the uh, free energy, we'll call it, that is now available. Uh, what that means is if you get people who are depressed or you follow uh, veterans having trouble with PTSD, this kind of thing, and you go look at how the heart works, which represents how the nervous system is working, it has it increases. What they call it is the resting heart rate variation as one of the many measures. So you're being still and your heart is jumping around. It's not all calm. But instead, it forms an inner um, coherence inside all of this jumping around, okay? Which is a sign that you're, it's like going from black and white to color HD or 4K on a, on a monitor. Mm. Because if you don't have enough samples, right, what's going on, not enough pixels to see anything, then you're going to be off in your understanding and your reaction. So breath and pranayama is a key part of uh, getting you going, getting you back in the game, giving you a feeling you have choice and that you weren't seeing uh, these other things. That changes almost immediately when you start doing these kind of kriyas and these kind of use of meditation. Uh, A lot of times if you're just sitting and you don't have the breath ratios, you don't have movement, but it gets hard because you're in a swirl, a whirlwind of things coming around from your mind and feelings. And, and it gets uncomfortable to just sit. So a lot of people try, it all could be sit, and a large percentage just don't get it. They walk away, they, they step back. You need something that is, in the case of addictions, uh, very immediate in its initial impact, and yet builds and creates a new point, a nucleus from which you can remember yourself. And then the sitting works much, much, much better. So in all the programs we've done like this, this is one of the keys, simple things. I wrote one book called Breathwalk, still around. It's hard to believe that was in 2000. But I've taught it all over the world and with doctors and rehab centers and this. It's just based on simple breathing, uh, ratios, and walking, and uh, meditation. And you could see a difference. You do this breath and walk. Uh, and you end up with really detailed looking forward, seeing the little detail like an accountant. And then you change this other ratio, and it's like seeing big panoramas, like you're ready to be an artist. So most people think, well, walking is just calories and effort. No, no, no. no. If you're meditating and you're conscious of the breath ratio, you can change your energy level, the way that you're seeing parts, holes, and cognizing and a bunch of other things. So that's been the beauty. I, that's maybe why the stuff I've done both in uh, you know, addictions and just generally mentoring in yoga and counseling, which I've done for a long time, yes. uh, is so quick. Uh, and more, you find this, uh, this path. So it's not about speed. It's about reaching the full feeling of aliveness, freedom, and increased choice, and then locating that in that space that you create, that sense of uniqueness of yourself. So yeah. that's kind of the, the overstructure of, of a basic theme in this. And uh, there's lots and lots of kind of research yeah. and pieces in psychology that help with this. Who, who doesn't want that? So we're, exactly. getting ready. <laughs> we're getting ready for another break coming up. Uh, we'll take their break. Thank you so much for your sharing right now, Dr. Kalsa. And we'll be back in uh, about a minute or so. So... Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Total Health Recovery Program has created what it considers to be the most effective 21-day residential treatment program in the world. The THRP treatment model brings together the best from the healing arts science and aligns itself with the highest spiritual universal laws and principles. THRP can determine the intensity, duration, and frequency of treatments. Contact Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com or call 505-310-1340. TotalHealthRecovery.com The Wellness Inventory is the original and proven whole-person approach. This online program offers dynamic, interactive tools for improving personal well-being. 
you determine your wellness priorities through an initial whole person assessment of all aspects of your life and then create small, smart steps based on those priorities to move towards optimal health and well-being and live life more fully. Sign up for your holistic assessment with Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com slash wellness-inventory or call 505-310-1340. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Total Health Recovery, from addiction to super health with Sadhu Khalsa. To reach our program today, call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to sadhu.kalsa at gmail.com. Now, back to Total Health Recovery. Well, welcome back to Total Health Recovery. I want to mention that Dr. Kalsa has written and co-authored three or four books, and one is uh, The 21 Stages of Meditation, and uh, the other one is Sign the Guidelines, which is one of the first ones he wrote, which is used all over the world with explanation of yoga and postures and yoga sets. I think that's a great contribution. And when we were teaching yoga 40 years ago, people thought yoga was yogurt. You know, they didn't know what yoga was. And there was like 30,000 Americans that were taking yoga classes. Now there's close to 30 million people worldwide that are taking yoga classes. That's quite a quantum leap in itself. Let's return to Dr. Kalsa, and he'll continue his discussion and sharing. Thank you. Oh, and he lives in Southern California near Laguna Beach. Yeah, nice place to go. <laughs> I've just been here for about a year, but it's great. Uh, so I guess let's pick up on this then, you know, in sustaining uh, recovery from whatever it is that you're encapsulated by or addicted with or feel you're being forced and impulsive about. Right? Uh, one, one thing to remember is that when you change all these networks and connections and perceptions, uh, you look at the world differently. You, you get triggered differently. Stress is important because stress lets you jump on these automatic behaviors. So the ability to control stress uh, and medication is great for that, exercise, the aerobic stuff too. So that's important, the stress factor. The other is just as you've changed or lowered your accurate perception of your uh, impulses and your feelings, uh, lots of things change. So uh, food, you can, to its help, you can choose food that are really energizing and alive uh, and not just satisfying the stimulation, jumping at it with dopamine, but just really learning to enjoy, to savor even, the beauty of what it feels like to have the nutrition and the taste together going through your body. So there's a lot of real particular little habits. And I, get, I want to give a nod to uh, Tommy Rosen, who I've worked with in Recovery 2.0. He's got a short little book that is his experience and a lot of practical tips on uh, that kind of support. Uh, the uh, other thing people ask when they haven't done any of this is, uh, is this stuff too esoteric? You know, is that too far away and so on? Well, meditation has become much more understood, uh, maybe over-attributed even, but now it's, it's there. I just talked to the guy who's... Uh, uh, you know, the, the meditation guru for Google. And we had a lot of fun. So you got corporations saying, hey, I've got to bring this in. And I did a lot of work with that. Uh, corporations and uh, how to get more creativity, leadership, that sort of thing. So meditation is not something removed. It's in the work. It's in thinking. It's in relations. And that's a huge change from when I started 40-some years ago. Mm. So that's great you know, because now it's not as skeptical. Uh, one of the things that, so associating with people doing some practices that you like, of course, helps because the interpersonal feeling is so distorted under kinds of addictions. And, and it helps to start to get rid of this uh, core sensation of, 
of hiding or denying or uh, shame, all those are very important because then you don't connect and be whole in your social relations, in, in the people that support you. And someone's, you know, you, you get out, you go through recovery, and then an old friend comes over who also was into the same routine. And you say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. And they say, oh, okay, fine, no, that's good. Uh, here, why don't you hold my stash for me as a friend? <laughs> and so there's all kinds of social pressures to keep going as you establish these new habits. So in that way, I, I think it's uh, very useful. Uh, to have either people who in, who are in recovery and going onward, or uh, even better, to have a, a kind of a mentor or a, you know coach or something to just remind. And if you feel, oh, I think I'm getting too stressed, you get some support. Social support is not a bad idea. I personally would be very much for uh, socially if we would just say, yeah, hi, I'm a, an airplane pilot and. Uh, uh, I'm in recovery. Now, I'm sustained that. It's been 10 years. You know, we hide that. We're afraid of the effect of work, right, or not being associated because we think that it's somehow a permanent, uh, unconquerable flaw in the person. So we like to, to think that way. Now, the reality is a lot of your airline pilots, a lot of your scientists, a lot of your teachers, a lot of your dentists, all are in recovery, and they're just working hard. But they still have this feeling they have to hide it. I, I would get rid of that if I could change it socially. Now, as far as it is it too far away and esoteric, that's very, very simple. Here, you want me, how much time do we have? Yeah, you want me to give you a five-minute uh, thing we do with breathing? Sure. Okay, it's real simple. Uh, remember, changing the signal uh, of the ratio of breathing is a powerful thing, just like changing to different colors or to different mu uh, music. So this is what we call uh, the four, five, six, infinity. <laughs> I like the infinity. Nice title. So the four, five, and six is you segment your breath. So if I take in one breath, I put it into four steps, and I breathe in this case through the nose, in, and then I let the breath go through the lips, slightly open or puckered, and I make it slow, and I'm very conscious of the breath. So the rhythm would be like you sit down, so your spine is straight, sit comfortably doesn't have to be in lotus pose or anything. It could be a chair, but solid. And then you inhale like this. Okay, so that's four segments in, one slow one out through the lips, and you do it for, say, three minutes. Then you switch. You, you get it up a little more. Now it's five. So now five segments. Okay, and again, about three minutes. Uh, and the exhale is just sort of like it's relaxing and slow. There's no sense of force. You're not trying to push the breath out, just slowly let it go. And then you go to six, the final one. So that's. Now, the last one is, is the infinity part. Because if you feel it, when you do four, you're going to be uh, kind of pulling the energy from the lower part of your body, the abdomen, automatically. You don't have to think about it. When you go up to five, the, the pull and the energy and the breath move up, like from the diaphragm up to the throat. And when you do six, which is a little bit longer, it's like it comes from the brow and the space kind of in front of you. So the four, five, six guides your energy and makes the whole body wake up and start communicating. Remember, wholeness is one of the keys. But then you cross your hands over your heart, just, you know, both palms toward the chest, and then you do a breath that's easy but looks strange. <laughs> because from the yogic perspective, it's just one breath. But really, you're breathing in and out very lightly. The chest stays lifted, uh, and we call it uh, uh, breath of fire. 
I call it the master breath because it totally slaughters stress. <laughs> it has a very simple, easy to do uh, pattern. Uh, the heart and the nervous system that you've opened up uh, doesn't go into its usual response. It's like, whoops, everything is just ready to change, to evolve. And that sounds like this. So it's equal in and out, and you're breathing kind of from the diaphragm. You know, so it's not a big belly pump. It's like you're going from the diaphragm, navel moves a little bit, and it's like this. And you inhale, and you're just going to be very aware at your heart, this space we talked about where it's you in the coziness of, of your own meaning, your deep self, your true self, and you let the breath go, sit here. So uh, you can hear a little bit of that, but that's an example of a simple technique. And no one expects it to have the power of the response that you get, because in each of these things, there's a kind, just like music, that has notes and it has melody. And so depending on how you put the melody, very different effect. Same way, when you have this combined sequence here, which we call an effective kriya, uh, and a set of actions that completes the whole self. So that's an example, Sadhu. And so it's very uh, tangible, practical with an immediate response. And you, know, you don't need big theories in esoteria and Hindu or Christian, nothing. <laughs> You need a body, you have to be able to breathe, pay a little attention, and you are now freer to make the next choice. And it will automatically, as you mix parts and holes, your awareness will increase, and that force that was so hard that you were fighting becomes a little better, even a lot better. Great. Thank and you so much. Each time you get, a, you get a, a success, it makes the next one easier. We are coming up to another break again. And uh, we'll be right back. Thank you for sharing that. Something practical everyone could use. That, that's fantastic. So let's see if they take us to the break now. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. The Wellness Inventory is the original and proven whole-person approach. This online program offers dynamic, interactive tools for improving personal well-being. You determine your wellness priorities through an initial whole-person assessment of all aspects of your life and then create small, smart steps based on those priorities to move towards optimal health and well-being and live life more fully. Sign up for your holistic assessment with Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com slash wellness-inventory or call 505-310-1340. The Total Health Recovery Program has created what it considers to be the most effective 21-day residential treatment program in the world. The THRP treatment model brings together the best from the healing arts science and aligns itself with the highest spiritual universal laws and principles. THRP can determine the intensity, duration, and frequency of treatments. Contact Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com or call 505-310-1340. TotalHealthRecovery.com Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're tuned in to Total Health Recovery, from addiction to super health with Sadhu Khalsa. To reach our program today, call 1-866-472-5792. 
That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to sadhu.kalsa at gmail.com. Now, back to Total Health Recovery. Thank you so much. We're back now. And in case you're wondering, the music is by Sananam Kar. She's got 10 or 15 albums out. And her beautiful music, I chose it to introduce the show because it gets to the heart of the matter and to the soul. So we're returning to Dr. Kalsa, and we'll continue where we left off. Dr. Kalsa. Thanks. Well, okay, Sadler, if you have a few minutes, so let me try to wrap this up in a certain way. There's practical things, as we just did. There's an orientation that gets embodied in all the designs of programs that follows that. Um, but, you know, if you want to go to something that really is a bit abstract uh, and certainly would be esoteric, even for me, without a little bit of work, <laughs> it would be the stuff that I do with uh, the quantum stuff. So I'll just mention it uh, because it's pretty fascinating to me. Uh, just as much as awareness, cultivating the wholeness in the brain, wholeness in self, and having awareness changes everything. Your sense of freedom, your ability to do the things that tend to come to you. Very powerful thing, even though it seems, you know, subtle. Uh, and yet, we all have it, to some degree or other. Now, I started working in uh, the foundations of, of quantum physics, and interestingly, it's that same question. How do you do the parts and the whole? How are we connected? And it turns out that in, in just the last few years, We've done some things, this whole institute and a lot of different people around the world uh, have figured out how does the whole manage to have an effect on the parts. In all of the different physics that wants to connect the dots through quantum and through uh, many, many ex- experiments that show what causes what. This bumps that and this goes to there. And the idea is to create a control, you know, and have a result, right? But testable. So the one thing that is normally just thrown out is we can explain everything a cloud does by the little water molecules and inter-nuclear forces, okay? We can explain people to a large degree by their habits, the forces that get put in the subconscious, uh, nature of hormones, transmitters and such. And we can pretty much, within pretty reason, we can say what that person is. But it turns out, where does freedom come in? Where does that expansiveness that happens when you have awareness? How come we can change just one thought and have such a profound effect over time? How come? We can have unusual experiences sometimes, too, uh, like synchronicity and such things. Well, a lot of people just write those off, except we know we have them. But there hasn't been any good theories that could be shown that provide a potential mechanism to explore it. So just recently, we've started to explore it. We kind of call it experimental metaphysics because it mm-hmm. seems, you know, big. So just to give you just a top line of it, we've shown that the whole does affect the whole parts. And you can't get to that effect of the whole by any combination of parts. You can't get there. You can't reduce the effect you can measure to any uh, collection of parts, can't get there. It's, a, it's an invisible bridge that is not there, which means you have at least two sort of complementary realms and forces that weave together into what we call you know, nature and awareness. Now, that's kind of extraordinary. So you can do a measurement, for example, that says, okay, um, let's measure what's here, 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 and here. And you go and look at that little box, what's in that box, and... There's nothing there. There's no mass. There's no magnetic field, all that. And then there's now a way you can sort of measure the whole without looking in any box, okay? So you're not hitting it like with a hammer to look. It's it's called a weak measurement. And what happens is there's a whole new force. If you you look too hard in the box, it goes away. (laughs) But it's real, (laughs) and we can calculate it. So we started to understand uh, starting at the quantum level, uh, how these holes and parts have a constant conversation to make up what nature is. And the last thing I'll mention is usually when people talk about such things, they say, well, that's small things away from the big scale, you know, the big things. It doesn't really apply. 
we can show that this effect, this ability to interact with holes as well as parts, right, trees as well as forest, and even awareness, uh, is real, is measurable, and uh, is kind of extraordinary because it goes across scale. It works for molecules, it works up to cells, it works up to galaxies. So this is a new type of connectedness. It's that we are all connected before we've met each other. And even the things called entanglement, you have to kind of meet each other, and then you ha you share uh, a certain property, and you seem connected, you know, at long distances. So there's new types of connection, uh, like you, you've only seen the world in black and white, and now you see there's color, and now there's 4K color, and then there's on and on. So it's as if you suddenly can see this stuff, this action of the whole, everywhere. So it's an exciting time. A lot of physicists and stuff are getting into it. So now I'm connecting between the level of healing and people and the whole processes and where could the brain come and the texture of reality, which is constant, spontaneous becoming. And that's where uniqueness comes in. So it's an exciting time. And uh, oddly enough, all this stuff starts connecting from that perspective. And you can get, if someone's interested, you can uh, get me at yogamaster at AOL.com. And if you want to consult or mentor or something, just put that in the header, the consult. And now I can wish and you well and wish everybody well. Where's your next event? Where, where are you teaching next or... Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll be in Utah the 16th, 17th, and 18th of March. And we're doing something called a Mind and Meditation. Beautiful. Uh, two different weekends. And I think the other one I should probably mention, uh, if I can find it, uh, I'm doing a course called uh, Wise Choices. Great. And well, that's going to be in Utah and Salt Lake City. The uh, looks like the eighteenth, uh, nineteenth, and twentieth of May, and that's a great course. Uh, I've done it in China, uh, Germany, uh, Canada, the U.S., uh, and a few other places. Doctor Costa, uh, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your understanding. This is I know the audience has uh, been really. Uh, inspired by your presentation and they can reach you. Contact information is on your speaker there. Thank you so much for taking time to be on the show and we'll talk again soon. Keep up. Be on the front line like you always are. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Total Health Recovery from addiction to super health. We hope you'll join Sadhu Khalsa again for another program next Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Join us again in one week. So